everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lavender. I'm Sage. And I'm Stardust. I would like to formally apologize because this is my story tonight and I sound like a frog. <laughs> Ribbit. So just bear with me. Um, we are recording this on summer solstice. So happy solstice, y'all. Yes. Happy solstice. You're not going to hear this for a week and a half, but it still counts. <laughs> <laughs> As promised, it's been a little while, and I feel kind of bad, because this research really didn't take me as long as I thought it was going to, but it was still kind of complex, and I, I had to to resource a lot of stuff and make sure that, I mean, honestly, I guess resource as best as I can, because we're talking about an ancient civilization that, that you know, existed millions and millions and millions of years ago. So, but today we're talking about Lemurians. Yay! Existing Say. <laughs> existing thirty million to one million BCE. I don't. I don't even. I can't even comprehend that. I. I just. <laughs> my mind doesn't go back that far. <laughs> Lemurians were said to be a complete consciousness of an extraterrestrial form. So what this means is. They were all-knowing, and they didn't need substance to survive. Lore says that the originals were upwards of 30 feet tall, with four arms, three eyes, asexual reproduction via cloning, and they could live up to 1,000 years old. Damn. Wow. You know what? It's probably a good reason that they were, like, reproducing asexually, because could you imagine, like, the earthquakes every time someone would do it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. But no, I, you wouldn't have thought that right away. You did. But I like, I didn't think about that right away. That Guys, is this, wait, is this not why you have me on the podcast? Because I am the 10-year-old of the group? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be so funny. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Lemuria, or Mu, it's M-U, was part of Pangaea that stretched from the Pacific Islands to the Indian Ocean. It included India, Madagascar, Sri Lanka, Africa, Australia, and the Pacific Islands. It was said to be literally heaven on earth. Hmm. Who fucked it up? (laughs) Well, they did. Ancient Buddhist texts from India called it Kumari Kundam. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's basically the lost sunken city of Lemuria. There's lore all over the world about this city and the inhabitants of it. These extremely advanced beings had the abilities of levitation, telepathy, clairvoyance, space travel, harnessing the energy from the sun, moon, and crystals. Foreseeing the catastrophe of the Great Flood, Some fled to mountains, some fled to the waters, while others fled to the skies. Becoming more primitive over time, they only grew to be 13 to 16 feet tall, splitting into male and female counterparts, developing reproductive and digestive organs. This is what is said to be the beginning of human beings. So they digressed. They, they, okay. So... If you look at if you look at our progression as a whole as human beings, 
you could say that we are digressing in time. We're going backwards. I think these people were much more advanced than we are. And of course, time isn't linear anyway. So it's hard to say. I also found this really interesting when I kept hearing this. And I didn't hear this in particular. This is just uh, me kind of going off on a little tangent. Have you guys heard of... Excuse me, I don't know what happened to my voice right there. Have you guys heard of the um, soulmate theory through Greek mythology? Not through Greek mythology. At, not, at least not that I'm aware of. So it was said that when human beings were first brought into the world, they had two heads, four arms, four legs, two of all organs, and the gods feared them so much because of their power that they split them in two and put them on the opposite ends of the earth, being that they were soulmates and they had to find each other. Okay. So this is, I, I feel like this is kind of a, a little bit of, of that, you know, beginning of human kind, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird because a lot of times that's um in I don't know what culture, but I know that a lot of times that's also like um a story that's been told about twin flames that it's you're like the same person on the inside and they were split and they were created that way and when you find them you see yourself in them. So it's interesting how it's been differently interpreted cuz soulmate and twin flame are two very different things. Yes. And it is also said that there's twin flames that rule, that are like the rulers of the Lemurians now. There's a female and a male counterpart, and they are basically king and queen. Also said that Easter Island, the big stone men that are on there, are actually forms of the originals. That's what they originally look like. Hmm. That they weren't just heads? No, they are an entire body. They've actually uncovered them. If they dig far enough down, they're not just heads. They're an entire body. Is this, and this has actually been proven? Yeah. It would have had to have been a 30 foot motherfucker because them heads are big as shit. Right? (laughs) Right? They were top heavy. (laughs) (laughs) They were all knowing they had to store that brain somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's out. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Lemurians today are um, extremely tall humanoids, ranging anywhere from seven to ten feet tall. Thin, angular, elongated faces with long limbs and pure white robes. The travelers tend to be males and the higher beings are female. Shocking. (laughs) Um, Patty and Judah from Spirit Speakers. It's a podcast that I recently found. They experienced very weird phenomena when they actually went to Mount Shasta. These two ladies are psychic mediums and they said that they experienced columns of blue light, tall beings, visions of cities of of full cities underneath of Shasta itself and one of them is was even channeling them in a reading. Judah speaks about uh, living on the island of Kauai 
with a lot of Lemurian energy as well. I wouldn't be surprised there. So uh, a lot of the... they were saying basically the Hawaiian islands, but I believe more of the just Pacific islands in general. So I believe the Pacific islands in general just carry a lot of this energy. I felt a lot of the energy when I went to Maui. It's almost like a, almost like a remembrance, like I'm home kind of a feeling, even though I'm far from home. Mm -hmm. That makes sense with it yeah and then i also found another podcast um anelia and larry from driving to the res traveled through a portal to visit lemuria they actually had loss of time and memory when they started to remember their experiences with the lemurians this world started to lose all of its meaning foods tasted bland like they were eating cardboard colors weren't as bright and Amelia had a very different perspective when it comes to the Lemurians, which I found this really fascinating and I absolutely love it. So most people describe Lemurians as being tall, thin, white, very pale complexions. But she said that's not been her experience. Her experience has been they're humans. They're, they're humans like other humans, but they're evolved more. So it doesn't matter the color of their skin. It doesn't matter how tall they are. It's an enlightenment that comes from within them. They're humans who only live in the light without the dark. But they're not from the past. They're from here. They're from now. They're from the present. Because time is not linear. It's our perception of time. And this is not real. I felt like it made a lot of sense to me personally. I I resonated a lot with that. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. I mean, time is a man-made construct. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's a reason why there were so many giant pyramids built and, and, um, I'm going to say this wrong, mega, I believe, like, giant rock structures and things like that to where they were lined up perfectly with solstice. Like, because people just need time up just to give whatever structure the time or didn't say oh this day that day i mean you literally went by the sun and you just it was it was just sort of like this this is happening so now this is how you know these are the things we have to do this is you know whatnot the time of year or whatnot because i mean that makes more sense than counting days and it makes you even wonder, like, did ancient cultures, like, did they keep track of how old they were? Did they bother? Was that, I'm 43 solstices years old. <laughs> I don't think it mattered, honestly. That's yeah. what, yeah. As and, a society, we've complicated a lot of these things. You know, a lot of people say that the aliens, extraterrestrials, helped the I helped the Egyptians and the Romans build their coliseums and their pyramids and everything like that. What if it wasn't, what if it wasn't extraterrestrial? What if it was them? What if it was Lemurians? What if, what if they were them? Yeah. I mean, that very well could be because if you look at different cultures, I mean, they're now granted, they're 
drawings and depictions and, and descriptions are going to be lacking because not everything translates, you know, perfect. But the pictures, I mean, just like you or I, like if you saw a spaceship and I saw a spaceship, mine are going to have like little stick figure type things and you might have like a beautiful watercolor painting that looks way better <laughs> you know it's yeah it's just gonna dif dif differentiate <laughs> between the artist's capabilities and and what they think they saw and how long they saw it yeah yeah and that's very true it's just when i when i was hearing just these different accounts and people's descriptions of them and what they feel like they stood for I'm like well I mean it really could be up to anyone's interpretation I'm curious where find that portal so um they were in Spain hmm. was it like they tripped and fell inside no, they were, were they looking, looking for the fountain of youth? Were they with Indiana Jones? Like, what the hell? They were actually looking for it. Um, they went with, I believe they went with some uh, people who knew of it. And I don't, I don't want to like go for word for word for what they did with their podcast because I feel like it is worth a listen. Which, by the way, this particular one only came out the beginning of May, so it is pretty fresh. So they went for a hike and they ended up putting their phones in like airplane mode or something like that. And all of a sudden it got colder. Right. And they heard all of them heard this like big crack. They said it almost sounded like a tree breaking, like an entire tree. And then they noticed these Lemurians after meditation and they, they brought them through one at a time. Larry actually experienced, when he came out of the meditation, he experienced bruising on his, his ankles and his arms. And apparently what it was from was when people go through this portal and they come out, they try to gently wake them up because they don't know what their experience is going to be like when they wake up in Lemuria. And when they, when they woke him up, he kind of freaked out a little bit because nobody was with him. He didn't know these people. He was afraid, you know, where his wife went. And um, so they had to restrain him a bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Makes he sense. Had bruising. Um, and then when they also came out of it, they lost a few hours of time. Which would completely make sense. I mean, that's every theory ever about any kind of portal is... The auditing of time and missing and whatnot. It's hard to not say extraterrestrial because I don't like calling them that. If anything, I feel like we are we're we're newer than they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't feel I don't feel like they're extraterrestrial. I feel like they have been here for such a long time, like they are one with the earth. And we came from that. Like, they almost give you, like, that fey type feeling. Like, they've been here a long time. They're in a different element. portal. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. 100% agree. 
that's what it definitely feels like. Like I keep thinking about it and I'm like, that feels like Faye, like kind of like how that is. Like but even the time, like missing time, like people have said, like if they go to the Faye world, they miss time. Yep. Yeah, and the descriptions of this this realm. Second, I wonder if uh, people are like vetted. Like if if a person with ill intent could walk through the same area. I mean, like just continuing on with no experiences. So it said that they actually need a guide. You need to be invited. You can't just walk in yourself. Makes sense. You wouldn't just like, you know, let Joe Schmo walk into your home. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And the description of this place just sounds absolutely incredible. It sounds like something that fairy tales are made out of crystal clear lakes and ponds and rivers and streams and everyone is coexisting um creatures and humans and giants everything is coexisting peacefully and harmoniously and nobody's going hungry nobody's going no one's going crazy you know what i mean everyone Mm. is just living at peace and it's like god that just sounds so I want. I want to. I want to leave. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> I would Same. not want to come back. I would. I would. I would probably end up going hostage. Of, you know, taking them hostage. No, I am not going back. You are not. Like you cannot back. send. You cannot send me back. <laughs> I, I have to say. You're gonna have bruises on like the palms of your hands and the balls of your feet from like pushing back. Like no, no. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm not gonna go back. I'm not going back with those stupid ass humans. Exactly. And I mean, you know, it it could be very much like that here if people were just apt to l- being less clingy to things and themselves and the ego and yeah, you know, it it very well that could that type of situation in society could be anywhere. And I'm not saying I'm not like a socialist type thing. I'm talking like pretty much living like the Native Americans did and cohesively, you know, without materialism and things like that. Like you don't need a big house or a big space and everybody shares and everybody has their job and you know, we don't all need big screen TVs and giant houses. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, if you actually want to come in contact with these Lemurians, there is a little bit of a way to do that through their communication. And the way that they communicate is actually through crystals. One crystal. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, so they're mountains. Lavender out, probably you know? has four of them. <laughs> um, they're mountains and their infrastructure. Most of it is made out of crystals. Yeah. Um, Lemarian quartz or Lemarian quartz seed or Lemarian seed. It, it goes by a lot of different names. They inscribe these crystals with all of their knowing information in clear quartz with horizontal lines running through them as their form of communication. I got it. <laughs> um, this crystal can help vibrational downloads, past life information, heighten thoughts and clarity, help shift dimensions and deeper levels of consciousness. Well, if lavender happens to disappear from our group, just so y'all know, we are not changing our name. Um, she'll just be forever lost to the Lemurians, which is fine. 
Please write. <laughs> I'll send gifts. <laughs> Fuck that. Open a fucking portal. Let us through, bitch. <laughs> You're coming with someone. <laughs> hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> run. <laughs> the only thing I will run to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> If you see me running, there's an open portal. Follow me. <laughs> I'm going to make you a bumper sticker. I only run for portals. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Y'all, we're going to have we're going to have some things coming out the second season of <laughs> I, I <laughs> That is all the information that I was actually able to find. I mean, I like I said, I didn't write everything down. I do have a couple more things up in my brain that just didn't get down. But do you guys have any questions? Um, did was there like Mount Shasta? I know. So location wise, that's kind of odd. You talked about it being like a priority of um, in the Pacific Islands. Ha- I'm curious. Was there any um, like kind of connection to Mount Shasta or any kind of like this is why or this is how or anything like that? So you have to think Pangea was all, excuse me, (laughs) Pangea was all one continent and all these things were connected. So the Pacific islands were not far away from what would be considered today's California. Okay. True. Yeah. So, and it's actually said that um, they, when they landed, they pretty much did like home based on the, on the Hawaiian islands. So when Pangea was connected, the Hawaiian islands were really, you know, really close to where Mount Shasta would be considered. Yeah. Okay. And some of these um, beings, like I said, ran to the mountains. Some of the beings ran to the oceans. And then some of the beings ran to the skies and left. Um, The ones that actually ran to the oceans are said to be dolphins, whales, and mermaids. Which would make sense, considering. Mm-hmm. It would go into the elemental theory. Yeah. That would make sense. I mean, as intelligent as they are, yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, that does that does totally make sense. Like, my mind kind of went blank when it comes down to that. But if I have Lemurian, because that is... I just, I like the water. And you would have to think, I would understand why they would do that on the island because it's kind of security. Like, you know, what's coming in and out. And not only that, but it's kind of a self-sufficient, you know, left untouched. It's self-sufficient. You know, there's fruit trees growing. There's um, plenty of fish. They're, you know, coming in from the entire ocean. Like it's, it's a perfect setup. It's yeah, I wouldn't mind being on an island by myself. <laughs> Word. Vacation. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for doing that research. That was really, really cool. Um, I kind of want to go to Spain now. <laughs> but if they spit me back out, I'd be really sad. Well, we can go to... We can go to California together. It's a little closer. That's true. And, and you know what? If they try to throw us out, we'll just do like the whole Red Rover thing. <laughs> with Link's arms. 
and we'll just try to fling them away from us. Apparently, it's only 11 miles under the earth. I'm pretty sure we can do it. I'm going to start digging. I'm going to start digging. I'm going to be in my backyard digging. <laughs> we got to get some equipment. We got this. <laughs> I'm going to do it like jail style, just a little bit at a time, you know, a couple feet here and there, <laughs> like just make it my life's work. So they never know you're coming. <laughs> Well, yeah, you got to be quiet. You can't bulldoze in it. Like, would you accept somebody if they bulldozed in your house or if they quietly dug like a quiet little tunnel and was like, hey, I worked really hard on this. Sneak under somebody's uh, coffee table. Hey, I'm not here. <laughs> I hope they wear underwear. <laughs> uh, that would be weird. A little awkward there. <laughs> I can see under oh. I feel very close to you right now. <laughs> they're definitely going to kick me out. I'll be waiting quiet. <laughs> you guys really sadly when they're like, that one just can't stay. Mm-mm-mm. Well, well I thank hope you so much. You're welcome. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, it was fun to research. And it was very interesting how everything kind of just congealed together it was weird <laughs> yeah that is really yeah, and cool, if you guys haven't listened yet um there's a little bit more on the lemurians in mount shasta uh mountain in obviously california that we kind of covered a little bit but if you have interest in this podcast you would probably be very interested in our mount shasta episode yes yeah. yes and um, I just want to let you guys know, I will remind you on the next episode, but we are taking a little break at our one year anniversary, just Woo-hoo! a little, probably like three week break and we will be back in August. So you will not hear from us in July. Um, we may end up missing the Llamas solstice, but Llamas I- has their own solstice. yes it's the first harvest it's for llamas (laughs) we got we shear them it's cool (laughs) we're slowly taking over the world like i'm I'm not surprised oh my goodness but i'm I'm hoping we (laughs) i'm hoping we'll be back in august with some fresh new looks and perspectives for everyone and our next episode is going to be a request from one of our listeners so i'm excited to get that out for you guys and yeah you can reach us out i messed it up you can reach us on facebook and instagram or you can email us at lavender sage and stardust at outlook.com bye guys